Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, March 17th. Coming up, Broadway Cafe in Kansas City has been a fixture of the local coffee scene for years. It's where many coffee lovers in town spend their days. Like us, a lot of people know once they come here that they're not going to get a better coffee anywhere else. We'll learn more about what keeps people coming back to this Westport coffee shop. Plus, there's only one ice rink in the mid-Missouri region, but that hasn't stopped figure skaters in the area from excelling in the sport. We'll hear what it's like to be a competitive rural skater with limited access. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Council passed an ordinance yesterday that aims to protect trees. KCUR's Savannah Hawley-Bates has more. More tree cover aids with stormwater management, better air quality, and has been shown to cool rising temperatures. The city's Climate Protection and Resiliency Plan and Urban Forest Master Plan set a goal to increase tree cover to 35 percent. The ordinance requires developers to maintain existing trees or pay a fine for cutting them down. But after developers objected to the measure in committee, city council capped the fee at $185, less than the amount it takes to replace a tree. The city will review the ordinance, as well as the price cap, next year. A bill to legalize medical marijuana has stalled in the Kansas legislature, possibly dooming its chances this year. A Senate committee tabled the bill yesterday after hearing from doctors and law enforcement leaders who are against it. Republican Senator Rick Kloos says he was previously a supporter of legalization, but law enforcement opposition turned him around. Because we hear the heartfelt testimonies, And yet we have to look at the facts and how do we process all that? That's what I've had to do. Supporters argue medical marijuana can be used as a natural remedy to treat pain and other issues. Medical marijuana bills turn up regularly in the Kansas legislature, but usually don't make it very far. The home ownership gap between black and white Americans is bigger than it's been for a decade, a new report shows. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV explains. Around 4 in 10 African-Americans in Missouri and Kansas own their homes. For white residents, that number is more like 7 in 10. The National Association of Realtors reports show African-American homeownership rates lag behind those for white, Asian, and Hispanic people nationally. For black renters in Kansas and Missouri, the prospect of homeownership is grim. Less than 1 in 10 report being able to afford a single-family home. We'll be back after this. Back in 1908, Kansas City biscuit businessman Jacob Luce was locked into a bitter rivalry with Nabisco when he had this idea for a chocolate sandwich cookie, unlike anything on the market. The Hydrox had this like really elaborate laurel wreath and this really elaborate font. It was like a very baroque sort of cookie. How Kansas City created the original Oreo. That's on the podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. Today we bring you another installment in an occasional series about Kansas City's neighborhood joints and the customers who bring them to life. Reporters Allison Harris and Salisa Kalakal got their espresso fix with the regulars at Broadway Cafe in Westport. 
My name is Rachel Thorstenberg. I am 23 and I've been coming here for about eight years. I actually just looked up what the best coffee shop in Kansas City was when I was young and this was one of the first places that popped up. Um, this place actually kind of grew my love for coffee. I'm a barista now, so it's just always been my regular coffee shop. I come here probably two or three times a week to do homework and then I come on my off days just to get a drink to go. For the past two birthdays, I come here um, and they've paid for my food and my drinks because I know them all. Um, so that's probably one of my favorite things that they do. This is one of the few coffee shops in Kansas City that doesn't change too much, and I think that's probably a big reason why the customers love it so much. But a lot of my peers come here now because I come here, so I do have a little study group that comes here every now and then. I love this place. I'm Alex Prim. I'm 38. Uh, been coming here since 2009. I met a guy named Mike here, uh, who I, I know his family very well. Uh, Sometimes I, you know, meet him up for Christmas, like in Overland Park where his family lives. Uh, I mean, I've had a few coffee dates here, so that's always good. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just always been a safe place to come, so, and I enjoy taking people here too. My name is Cole Gearhart. I'm 37. I've been coming here for about 10 years. My name is David Gearhart. I've been coming here about 12 years. And um, how old are you? I, I hate to say how old I am. <laughs> I'm 69. We both started with vanilla lattes, and now we both come and do a shot of espresso every day. He has a latte. We both have a black coffee afterwards, and we leave here jittery as hell. It's the best shot in the Midwest, period. Broadway Cafe is amazing. This is just free advertising for them. Even though when we started coming here, we were looking for the best coffee in town, and we still lived in Kansas City, Kansas at the time. And I have an apartment. I have an apartment in Kansas City, Kansas too. But uh, we uh, started. We, this is the place we found that had the best coffee, and so I figured we better move closer. <laughs> the the identity of this place really has been the same. That might be another reason, actually, why we like it so much. It it's. We know what we're getting into when we're coming down here. <laughs> it's definitely good to see the same people every day, depending on whatever mood you wake up in. They can kind of level you out when you get to the coffee shop. Uh, but we, we have developed really good friendships with people here. Um, like us, a lot of people know once they come here that they're not going to get a better coffee anywhere else end up actually becoming friends with people you would never interact with. My name is Chris Hutchings. I'm 44 years old. I've been coming here since 1995. As a kid, just hanging out in the neighborhood, uh, and it was just the place to go to get coffee and hang out. They have the best espresso shots. My kids always came here with me when they were young and like they actually made more friends than me. So like they would make friends with people and then I would make friends with them after that. <laughs> I definitely have good memories of good times here and around this area because that's kind of where I came, came of age and all that stuff. So I, I definitely look forward to getting the fix to my espresso addiction. 
That was a dispatch from Broadway Cafe in Westport from Salisa Kalakal and Allison Harris. It's hard to be a competitive figure skater to begin with, but it's even harder to advance in the sport when there's only one ice rink near you. From KBIA in Columbia, Cassidy Arena brings us the story of two aspiring skaters from rural Missouri and the sacrifices they're making to compete in an elite sport. I like footwork once I know it. I hate Miley Hawkins and Jesse Johnson are best friends, but they don't go to school together. They don't even live in the same city. What brings them together is their skating. The 15 and 16 year olds are competitive figure skaters. They've been skating since they were toddlers at the Washington Park Ice Arena in Jefferson City. It's the only ice rink in the region, with the next closest one being two hours away in Wentzville. To get to the rink in time for practice, which is only available on a limited basis, both Hawkins and Johnson take one of their classes online so they can leave school early enough to make the 3 p.m. freestyle skate. Johnson says it's one of the harder things about being a skater in mid-Missouri. You definitely have to make your schedule fit the rink's schedule, because if you can't come to this hour freestyle, you're either waking up at like 5 in the morning to come skate every day, which I don't think is very fun, or you're just going to the public sessions that are super crowded and hard to skate at. Things are actually easier than they used to be. Before 2018, the rink wasn't even open year-round, so skaters had to drive to that Wentzville rink when the Jefferson City rink was closed. Miley Hawkins lives in Fulton and still has to make the half-hour trip to Jefferson City. Despite that, she was selected to train with the National High Performance Development Team, a camp that chooses the top skaters in the country to prepare them for the USA skating team. Whenever I was on the national development team, they were like, oh my gosh, are you from a new rink? And I was like, nope, we've been here 50 years. We just have never sent someone this far. And it was a hard journey to get there. Julie Hawkins, Miley's mom, says being a competitive skater in rural Missouri has a lot of barriers. With her full-time job in Jefferson City, Julie Hawkins says it was a major challenge going back and forth between her work and Fulton to pick up Miley. Everything was just barely enough time to get a little bit of time in, so it felt like everything was this chaotic chaos, really, trying to make things happen. The most highly competitive skaters typically come from urban areas where there is more access to ice time. But even though Miley Hawkins and her friend Johnson don't have the same access as skaters in bigger cities, they try not to let that affect their love of the sport. Everyone comes from a different background, and it's how you take the hits you have. If you can work through having a rough rink where your rink floods all the time, like if you can work through that and still be the same skater as someone who had the easiest path possible. Hawkins pauses to find the right words. But how much more did you have to work through and how much more did you have to persevere? Chris Connor is an MU professor that teaches a class on the sociology of sport. He says this outlook on a sport riddled with roadblocks in mid-Missouri can actually work out in the athlete's favor long term. Because they want to excel at something and be good at something and be recognized for that. And that builds self-worth, that builds lots of things that lead to living a positive and healthy life. So according to Connor, succeeding in the sport that gives people joy gives them a purpose, something to work toward. Johnson is a few levels behind Hawkins, but she knows she'll get there. And knowing that we probably do have more struggles that we have to come across with our rink than other people, it makes me feel more fulfilled with what I've accomplished. 
It hasn't been the easiest road for Hawkins and Johnson to continue the sport in a region not built for competitive skaters, but it has been a way to create their own support system. I'm Cassidy Arena, TBIA News. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Allison and Salisa's story about Broadway Cafe and Cassidy's story about the Washington Park Ice Arena, visit kcur.org, where you can find more Kansas and Missouri stories from Kansas City's NPR station. On Monday, we'll feature an interview with a Missouri lawmaker who is advocating for transgender rights. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.